Welcome to the Happy Startup School Radio. In this series, Lawrence interviews established startup founders and thought leaders. This episode is a conversation with Gustav Tanaka. Hello, everyone. So today um, I am joined by, I'm sorry, I better do an introduction first. Hello, everyone. I'm Lawrence McCarhill. I'm one of the founders of the Happy Startup School. And um, yeah, we're creating a global community of um, purpose-driven entrepreneurs that, that want to do things differently and believe there's more to business and life than making money. And we are doing a series of Q&As with inspirational founders from around the world and thought leaders who also challenge conventional thinking. So today I'm joined by Gustavo Tanaka, who's um, based in Sao Paulo in Brazil, or Sao Paulo, I believe, in Brazil. And um, yeah, we've come into contact with Gustavo's work um, in the last few months and just love what he's talking about. So welcome to us today, Gustavo. Hi, Lawrence. Thanks a lot for the invitation. Hello, guys. It's um, a really good pleasure to be here. So Gustavo is um, an author, entrepreneur, and is, um, I think, on a journey himself to create different models of uh, how we live, how we work, and um, also, you know, how we can all be part of that, not just sort of follow the traditional path. So um, first off, Gustavo, I just wanted to, for those that haven't read the post that we came across, which I can imagine got a lot of people in the English world uh, coming in contact with your work, because I know you write a lot in Portuguese, but one of the things that interested in this post that you wrote, which is really looking into the future of um, not even just the future, what's happening now, but what we see as the future trends of how we live um, is the kind of topics you covered really, everything from how the employment model is changing, the way we do business and entrepreneurship is viewed, as well as, you know, the collaborative economy and all sorts of other stuff around education too. So curious to know how that post came about and, um, you know, what drove that for you personally, but also why you think it's important for other people to be aware of this new landscape that you see. Okay. Well, I started to write this post. I decided to write this post after I started getting to know lots of lots of people here in Brazil that were working in in different movements to create a better world. So, lots of entrepreneurs that were starting activities of new models of, of entrepreneurship. I started to get to know people on unschooling movements, people uh, with spiritual awakening paths, and all this stuff. And as I met all these people, I realized that there was something that was different that was happening. And it was not on TV. Like nobody was, nobody was, uh, nobody could see this information on TV or reading the news. So I decided to write this article to share one of the, to share some of these movements that I started to notice. And I called it "There's something extraordinary happening in the world," and it was amazing to see how many people connected to that. Mm. And do you think that? I mean, um, a lot of people, if they see the news, it's it's very negative, right? So I mean, I also write about some of this stuff about um, good, good news doesn't always sell newspapers or sell adverts on TV. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's part of the problem is that um, we're kind of warm to, well, not necessarily warm, but get attracted to things that's, that almost uh, scare us a bit, whereas this sounds like a very positive look of how things could work? Yeah, yeah, totally. Media is not interested on, on selling positive news because I think our brain is kind of programmed to, to notice more uh, bad news. It's like I think it's like a survival mechanism from our, our ancient primitive mm. ancestors, and uh, so like they so they they tend to to talk a little bit more about what's bad and not what's good, or what's happening, uh, good things. So uh, obviously they they want to sell more. They want they want to get audience. So it's better to 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 say bad news and things that are, that are making people scared. Yeah. Um... 
And I saw that um, this is one of the most, well, that, this post that you wrote was one of the most popular articles on Medium last year. So I can imagine a lot must have changed for you after people came in contact with, with this post in particular. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, yeah. It was actually something that I was not expecting. I just wanted to share my ideas to, to the small audience I had at the, at the time. And uh, at the moment I wrote this article, people started to like, to share, and it was people liking and sharing and adding me on Facebook, and I didn't know how to handle that. So in a few hours, were hundreds of people adding me on Facebook and sending me messages, and I didn't know how, what to do with that. Then I started allowing and adding, started to add these people. And as I added these people, everybody started to send me messages saying that, that they, were, they thought they, they were extraterrestrials till then because they thought that they were the only ones that lived that. And now they were seeing many people connecting and saying that they believe the same thing. So it was really amazing to see how many people resonated with this article and, and it was something that I was not expecting. <laughs> but it was really nice because it kind of skyrocketed all my projects and it gave me a lot of opportunities that I'm having to now. Yeah, well, it feels a bit like um, what we've tried to do with our community is by sort of putting your values and your beliefs out there, I think people sort of warm to that and they suddenly realize that they found someone who thinks in the same way that they think. And maybe if they've been surrounded by people who think differently to that, then it, it, it's, um, it just doesn't sit well with them. So, yeah, um, totally. I think that ideas are much more valuable than what than, than your, your CV, you know, than what the, the, the things that you've done in your life. like where you studied, where you work, where you work. Because after I wrote this article, many people started to connect with me and uh, sending me projects and wanting to work with me without even knowing who I was and uh, what, what things I've done in my past. So uh, I could totally uh, understand that ideas are much more important than what you believe and what you, and what you do in your life is much more important than what you have done in the past. Mm. And, um... So we've asked for a few questions from some of the people in our community and uh, one of our friends, Max, actually, who shares a space with us. Um, he's asked about, I think it's the opening line of that post, actually, where you said that you broke free from mm -hmm. the kind of traditional uh, procedures in society and then um, sort of came out to this, this new awakening almost. So um, I think the question he had in particular was like how you managed coming out of that fear. Like, was there particular way that you overcame it because we find a lot of people in our community if they're trying to do things differently or put a new idea out there it's actually really challenging to to um, overcome that so yeah any tips for anyone or what was your strategy okay uh, well I think I was raised to be a, a regular guy you know one of those guys that go to university you study a lot and then you get to find a good job and then you, you start a career the corporate world and then you earn some money, and then you retire, and then you're happy after, you do, after you've done all this stuff. But uh, then I started to see that these things were not making me any happier, and I started to go as an entrepreneur. I started to create my own business. But I've always tried to follow some other people's steps. You know, I was reading books to, to trying to, to replicate routines of su successful people that I, that I, uh, that I admired. I started to read books on how to have a better life, how to be happy, and all this stuff. And I was always trying to follow someone else's step. And uh, it, got to a, it led me to a point where my life was not working, so I created different businesses. Some, were, some went well, others went, were not. And last year, I found myself in a moment when everything was not going so bad, so, so, so well. I went on a downward spiral, I started losing money, and, and all the things that I, that I was applying were not making, bringing me any results. So I realized that all the things that I was writing and all the advices that I was following were not helping me, you know? 
were not being, being valuable to me. So I decided to let go of this of, of these advices, and I gave myself permission to be who I was, you know, to be myself. And when I started being being myself, I started doing the same things my own way. I started tapping into intuition and to believe what what came from inside instead of following someone else's advice and reading books and replicating someone else's life. And as I started to do that, my life changed. It was kind of magical, you know. Uh, the moment I started to to be myself, I started to face my own fears. And I realized that they were not real, that everything was all in my mind. And I was, as I was facing my fears, I was kind of being true to myself. And the more, the more truth I could, I could, be, I could, uh, I could say to myself, the more truthful I was to myself, the, the better my life got. So I think the key is to be who you really are. It's, it's, it's something that it seems kind of simple, but it's really hard because you need to, to, to break all the chains that are holding you from that. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it sounds so simple on the surface, doesn't it? And and did you, you was anything that helped you with that in particular? I mean, was there people that you, because I think it's about confidence, right? So just to be yourself sounds simple, but um, from from what we see, it's it's we just are putting on a guard or a mask sometimes at work or in life. So they say everything's great when everything's not. They mm -hmm. follow someone else's advice because they're not sure that theirs is going to work. So you need a lot of confidence to do that. What gave you that confidence, you think? Actually, the confidence came because I found myself in the place that I've always uh, avoided my whole life. And I've always wanted to, to, to step away from failure. And I think at that moment in my life, I was facing that failure because I had lost all my money. I went, I went into debt. My, my business was, was not growing. So I had nothing, nothing left, you know. So when you have nothing left, it left the only thing that, that you can do is to be who you are. Right. So, would you say that was your rock bottom? You know, in terms yeah. of, uh, I had to reach that bottom. You know, uh, I think in my life, and nothing could could go in a different way if everything was going fine. So, yeah. I was facing a lot of pain. I was facing some some really hard hard problems, and uh, and this this pain gave me gave me the strength to to release myself from 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 all the things that I've uh, that I that I've wanted to do but I couldn't do. And released me from following the advices of other people and uh, and and doing what people told me to do, not what not what I really wanted to do. So, is your advice for people to hit rock bottom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they don't need to re hit to hit the rock, rock bottom. But once you're there, it's much easier. <laughs> but there, I think there's no you know no secret. No, you know, there's no one single path. I think each one's journey is individual, and you have to 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 path your own your own road. Yeah, well, I think one thing we've seen uh, we get we have a lot of speakers come to our events and share their stories of how they how they've done things and very personal stories normally and often I think it's a catalyst right what's the catalyst that steps steps you over the edge to doing something differently and often it could be a loved one passing away or some real kind of life um, situation which is kicking them on the backside you know yeah. so it could be it could be like you personal or financial or it could be yeah. emotional. I think you need at some point in your life to leave the comfort zone. And it's it's really hard to leave the comfort the comfort zone when everything's comfortable. Yeah, um, I've heard the term "more to go." Have you ever heard that? Where you suddenly realise how your life is going to end at some point. Um, it's like vertigo, but facing your death. And so I've heard some people hit. It might hit you at like twenty-one. It might hit you at forty. But you kind of go, "Wow, life's short. Now's now's the time to take action." Yeah, yeah. For me, well, just like that because I've you know I've at some point in my life I started reading self-help books and spiritual spirituality books and self-development and I thought that I could understand life I thought that I, that I knew all the principles that were leading, leading 
that could lead me to, to success. And once I realized that there was no path for success, I just gave up control, you know? And I think at some, some point in your life, you, you got to give up of control in your life. And then you can understand that there's, there's a higher force leading you. And there's some kind of uh, universal consciousness that, are, that is guiding us. And, you, and when you tap into that, to that force, you, uh, that life flows in a different way. And that's what happened to me. Sounds very zen. <laughs> um, there's a great book called Fuck It. I don't know if you've heard of it. But, um, Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and it says the, the ultimate spiritual way. And basically, it's every, every chapter in the book is about different aspects of your life and how you've got to say that to, to pretty much all of it. So, yeah. yeah it sounds very similar to your approach. Just let go. Yeah. Um, exactly. Awesome. And in terms of, um, what, I mean, what this means for you. So, in terms of, Particularly around business, because you've said that you've tried things, you know, you followed the advice, you tried to do things a certain way, things didn't work out, you know, business wasn't going great. In terms of how that affected how you approach, you know, how you build your businesses now, what's, what, what shit changed for you? Okay. Uh, after that, the, the third business I started was not going, when well, I started to do it in a different way. Because at the moment, I was trying to, to look for investors, to, to, I was trying to get, to get funded, and I couldn't get money from investors because I, did it, because I didn't have a team. And I couldn't have a team because I didn't have money. And I couldn't have the money because I didn't have teams, so I was trapped, you know. And so I realized that maybe I didn't need that money. Maybe I could just uh, build a team and get people together without hiring them as my employees, but sharing everything equally with, with the people that, that started joining me. So I started to, to build a team based on the, on the premise that uh, no one is better than the other one. And I, I invited some friends and said, okay, I got the startup that I created. I'm the, I'm the owner of the startup. I invested all my money. But from now on, I, I don't want this, the startup to be mine. I want, to be, uh, I want this to, be from, to, to belong to everybody. And we're going to share everything equally. And each one is going to, to decide uh, in what, what project is going to work on and, and how many hours you're going to work or you want to, want, want to work for, from. If you want to go to the office or you want to work from your, your place, you can choose... Uh, what time are you going to work? And based on these premises, we started to, to get people together. And we call this movement, this, this system, open business. Because everybody's free to choose how they're going to, to get involved. And everybody is the same, so it's totally horizontal. So in a few months, I think in three months, I started to, to get people together. And I got uh, 20 people together, and from developers, designers, filmmakers, people from different areas, based on... on one, uh, one uh, like complementary skills, you know. So I invited people to do things that I couldn't do and things that the other people that were working with us couldn't do as well. So we were trying to, to, build, to build a team using different skills. So it sounds very utopian almost in terms of very flat structure, you know, no, no, no sort of control, you know. How's that? Hand out. What is it? A few months into okay. this experiment. Yeah. At the beginning, I thought that people were going to say that I was crazy, that they, that this was utopian and it was impossible to work. But then I realized that that other people also believed in that in that model, and also some people said that they dreamed the same dream. You know. We, then I realized it was something that was really, really a, a huge discovery. I found myself. I found myself that uh, my dream is someone else's dream. So if your dream is someone else's dream as well, you just need to connect. I need mm -hmm. to find a way so that you can cooperate with each other. So the moment I realized that, I started to, to go and look for the people that dream the same thing that I, that I, had, that I was also dreaming. 
So uh, we started to to create a business based on trust and based on people that have that, that share the same values. We started to create different projects. Uh, at the beginning, was a startup based on uh, was a content website so that we could share some ideas on healthy eating and all the stuff. But then it started evolving to different projects, different startups, offline projects, events. So we, we do we do many things at the same time, and it's it's been really challenging because it's really hard to find to create this horizontal structure because uh, our paradigms are you know our, our beliefs are are based on on different kind of different things that we learn of of leadership and and we also have our ego that wants to be we want to be better than the other. So it's like all the time we are facing facing some something that we need to transform in ourselves so it's really it's been really challenging hmm. and it feels like i mean i was chatting to my co-founder here before we were talking about um a lot of these self-organized structures so uh, there's a company called Bertsog in, in netherlands you've got um i think ten thousand nurses in their in their uh, as their employees and they have a very kind of flat structure holacracy like structure and very little middle management but um there's still some level of I don't even think it's control. We were talking about it more as curation, as in like as someone who's holding that vision. There's still a very strong founder behind it who's kind of kickstarted this thing, even though there's you know uh, very little um, micromanagement. Let's call it. There's still kind of the overall vision of creating this thing. So, do you think that's important for you to still hold that vision, or have you just let go and, and let go of that ego, as you said? I think it's pro I think it, it's a process of 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 opening opening up a little bit, and then you close a little bit, and then you open, and then you close. So like like the breathing movement, you know. Because uh, sometimes I want to let go of everything and, and just just leave everything happen, and sometimes I feel that we need to, to get to get a little bit of control and then we let go let go again and we got di different leaderships coming out now and then. So one one moment I can be the leader and then the other moment I'm not leader anymore and then you can be the leader. So we get this. We we mostly uh, most of the time observing what's emerging. You know, mm -hmm. and trying to follow that and try to follow that flow instead of deciding how things should be and, and close the field of, of possibilities, you know. Because once once we define that one thing it should be like this and it should be like that, we we're not open for the possibilities. So yeah. I think it's a it's a, a a way of doing things in a different way. But I think the key thing to all this, like you said, is having people who, who get it and get each other. So there's there's some common purpose or set of values that ties everyone together because without that that would be even well probably impossible yeah totally yeah. some people come and they then and they plug into our in, in, in our network and they can really understand everything like so easily and some people they find a hard time so they need to to work more on themselves as well and we need to work more with them so that they can understand so each person is in a different time different moment and in different different uh states of consciousness as well so yeah. uh, it's really challenging but it's really it's really fun and i think we, we're doing lots of nice projects we got some some relevance here in, in Brazil that we couldn't get in a in a traditional traditional way you know so there are many so many people interested we starting to build a community of people wanting to know our how the, uh, how we are doing business so that they, they can replicate and they create their own models in different cities yeah and uh, it sounds a bit like, I mean, we run these um, retreats or uh, camps out overseas. We did one in India recently where we got 25 entrepreneurs together for a week. And it's a similar model in terms of we don't really set the agenda for the week. We, we have a very loose kind of idea of the kind of things we'll cover. But if we try to 
say how it was going to work from before we go, it, it would never work as well because it's not emergent enough. So once, yeah. once everyone comes to the table, we say, okay, what are the needs of the people here? How can we um, basically help each other through the conversations that happen, then the right support steps forward at the right time. So um, I think that's, again, about trust and, and the set, shared set of values, I think. Yeah, I think the key is to, to leave space so that so that it can emerge and you find a way that so that you can observe what's emerging and how you react to that. Because the thing is that life changes all the time. You know, the, the, the nature is changing all the time. And we have this idea of, okay, I'll do a business plan and I'll, I'll do this plan for one year, for six months of, of one year. But things change so fast. So our... Our uh, long-term goals are, I don't know, I think two or three weeks at most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that links nicely to, um, I suppose, a lot of stuff you write about is this uncertain future, really. So, like, how, how do you think people can cope with that? Because for a lot of people, they like that predictability of whether it's a known salary, a known job title, uh -huh. a known degree, whatever it might be. So all these aspects of life are changing. So, yeah, um, how do you sort of, what do you say to someone who says, yeah, that's great, but it scares me? Yeah, I think I think the world's the world's changing and this structure is not working for us anymore. So this mindset of trying to control and trying to predict and try to plan your life with stability, you we, we are now realizing that's not working anymore. So we need to 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 to, to do, do things in a different way. And I think it's nice to to experiment this this different way. Not everybody can do that. I think I think you need I think uh, it's something that it's just getting started with a small group. And as, as we make this a little bit more solid, then more people are going to come. So it's not like everybody should, okay, everybody should uh, give, uh, quit, your, quit their jobs and, and work, work this way and trust the universe and trust everything that, that's going to, is going to work and all the, the pieces are going to fit. No, I think it's a process. And we are maybe some of the people that are trying to do it in a different way, just like other, people's are, other people are doing all over the world. We're just, just one group, one tribe, trying to explore these different possibilities. But for us, it's been really amazing because I feel that in the last six months, I've learned more than, than the, the last 10 years of my life because it's wow. really incredible. And do you, um, I mean, well, one question someone had was, you know, can you see this model working outside of Brazil? But you've already said that there's examples of this happening anyway, just in maybe a slightly different way. Yeah, I think we have this idea of, trying to replicate models, you know, okay, the same model that these guys are doing in Sao Paulo, Brazil, we're going to have replicate here in the UK. But I don't think things work this way in life, you know? I think we have this idea of, of maybe based on the, the franchising model, you know? So I go to McDonald's, I want to eat the same Big Mac everywhere in the world, and, 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 and it all has the same flavor, you know? But I think we are now starting to see that we should look at things in a different way, just like we do we look at nature. So for instance, I have I have a land here, and I I got I grow some food here. I got some vegetables that, that I that I plant here in my in my land. And you, you also have land in in the UK. You cannot ask me what do I plant here, what do I grow here, so that you can replicate the same model. You can you can use the same systems, you can apply the same same principles, but your ecosystem is different from mine. So I think we we, we need to to have this mindset now for business, that instead of replicating someone else's model, instead of replicating what, what's working in, on Silicon Valley, I should adapt to see what's working here, according to the resources I have here, according to the people I have here, according to, to the nature of the business I'm creating, according to the idea that I have. So I think it's, it's totally it's a different way of, of seeing, seeing things, you know? So I think what we do here 
can be uh, can serve as inspiration for people in, in different parts of the world, but not replicating the same model. Yeah, but do you think sense? there's? A, yeah, I think so. I think it's, do you think there's some universal principles that can? I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. you could say there's a lot of you know we find this with startups. You know, you can't give advice to anyone. We can do is just ask the right questions, and so because the context is different, right? Someone's got completely different um, assets, resources, knowledge, experience, whatever it might be. That you can't ever say you should do this because this worked for me because it's not always true. So, but there are things maybe that you can say. You know, are there some principles that you could say work for your movement? That actually, like a like the Agile Manifesto, maybe there's some. You know, fundamental building blocks which other people can then take and you know apply their local context to yeah we don't want to say okay do this and then you'll be successful do this and it's going to work we just say okay we are doing this and these are the results that we are having and you can try to do the same the same way we want to we want to be open and to be transparent so that everybody can 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 follow what we're doing the the the, the mistakes we're, we're we're making and the the things that are going right as well but talking about us and about our experience and not trying to to evangelize people so that they can they can follow the same thing that we do okay and the um i suppose the question is pretty on a lot of people's lips is this sounds great from a team point of view from a holistic point of view in terms of building great products and services and businesses but i can imagine when money comes in that's always an interesting one so how have you tackled that and has that been a challenge for you to distribute that at an early stage when everyone's doing some people are probably doing very little and some people are probably doing a lot well i think uh, it's all about uh talking and, and and having conversations so that you can you can find a way that everybody gets comfortable because here we got people that are working full-time we're, we're now 26 people here okay so you got people that are working full-time and then people that are not working full-time so people that are working i don't know once or once or two times a week so we, we, we at first we started we created this agreement so that we created three scales of time so that people could be could be comfortable when when sharing sharing money but we are now evolving this model and it's now more based on on what's what's more important for the group and having this this consciousness of trying to to give money to people that are that that need more than I do for instance so that we can make this this, this this thing happened you know we started the first six months is working with no revenues because it's, we're, we're startups so we were just putting some putting our efforts and now we're starting to to make revenues and we're starting to to create different models for sharing money okay and this is this is Baobab lab is it the yeah. actual name of the venture yeah yeah <laughs> cool and um I'm conscious of time, so we've got a couple of minutes left before I think you have to shoot off. So, I mean, what's what's the future look like for you? You've talked about, you know, this uncertain future. How far ahead do you look, and what's what success for you with this? Would, you know, would you like to see this movement take off, or are you are you happy just to sort of stay in well, the middle? I, okay, I think we're doing, we're in the middle of this transition process. So we re we realize that all the structures we created are not working anymore. So the, the structures of, of employment and uh, education as well. So all this religion and health and all this stuff. So everything we created is not working anymore. And we want to, ex want to escape, want to leave, want to go, for, go to a different model. But this, this other system is not, not available yet. So we're in this middle of this transition you know, from something that, that's not working anymore to something that has not, has not emerged yet. So we're in this, this period. 
And I think we, we, it's, it's time for us to, to experiment things, to try new, new ways of cooperating, to learn what is cooperation, because we, we, we have never learned that. We, we just learned to, 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 to compete with each other. So it's time for us to, to explore how collaboration works, to connect in a different way, to do things in a different way. And we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, the idea I have is that if this system, if we can have, uh, can prove this system to be really uh, profitable, then the young people that are coming, that are arriving at the market, that are getting to the market and, and starting to work, get into the workforce now, uh, they, they can choose either they're going to work on an open business so that they can be the same as everybody else and do what they want, do what they want with the freedom of choosing how they're going to work or they're going to work for IBM on a nine to five, nine to five work. I think it's, it's going to be like ridiculous to, to compare with, with this, these two opportunities. And once this happens, I think many other people are going to start business like this, trying to create this, this open business structures and we can make it grow. And as we do that, this, we get, uh, I don't know, we get the ability to create businesses, create things that can change, change our, our world and, and improve our society. And this is, I think the world is already changing. We're just being part of this. And so do you think then it's the next generation that are the ones that will just take this and run with it rather than trying to sort of convert too many people who've, you know, set in the old way of thinking? Yeah, I think this, this young people, they have already a different consciousness, you know, they, they're not doing things for money. It's not money that, that, that drives them. It's, it's more proposed, it's more the connection and also follow their passions. So I think if we can, can prepare the structure so that they can be who they really are, I think the result of this is can can be can be wonderful. You know, can be amazing if you can plant, you know, and, and prepare the soil so that these people can flourish. <laughs> so do you, do you think we'll look back in fifty years and think that what was that weird experiment where everyone was kind of stuck in buildings, made, you know, creating businesses just for money? That was some weird era that we were in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. We're going to you're going to look 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 backwards and see that it doesn't make any sense. And probably we're having some kind of renaissanceism again, you know, and this is this is something that I believe that we're having. We're living one of the most extraordinary periods of, of all time. And so, how can people get involved with this? I mean, if someone's just starting out or they're sort of new to this world, what's some simple steps? I mean, I know you've got your your books that come out in English, right? Because I know you've written a book called Eleven Days of Awakening, but it's in Portuguese at the moment. But um, obviously, people could be able to read that when it comes out. Yeah. Well. Uh, Everything has been so so fast in my life. So this movement started a few months ago. The book I wrote, I, I wrote a few months ago as well. So now we are starting to translate and to create a global community. So everything we've done yet was here in Brazil and the articles I wrote, wrote were most of them in Portuguese. But now we're going to, to share this globally. We're creating a, a Facebook group called Open Business so that people can connect. We're going to share our articles and you can follow Follow my uh, follow me on Medium, and on Medium I'm going to translate all the articles I wrote about this movement, about the system, and uh, well, that's it. I think on Facebook and and on Medium we can connect and start to share our ideas. Awesome, and um, I'm hoping that you're going to join us at summer camp again in, in September. Not again, sorry, this September. We're doing it again, but you're joining us for the first time to to share your story a bit more and maybe follow up. Well, what another six months on from today to see how things have panned out. Yeah, pretty sure that there will be a lot, lot more to, to share, so many, so many stories to, to, to tell. And it's going to be my pleasure to be there. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, wrap up warm because it gets a bit cold in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me, Gustavo. It's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, best of luck with uh, all the ventures you've got going ahead. Okay, it was my pleasure. Thanks a lot for the invitation. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. <laughs>